Hello and welcome to the Mulberry Sisters Podcast. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Mulberry Sisters. This is Victoria and I'm going to introduce you guys to today's topic. We're going to adventure into meditation and specifically energizing meditation. This session will be led by Brianna, who is the master meditation guru of our family. (laughs) It is her big thing, and she is a mother of three kids, four, two, six months. Yes, you heard me correctly. She's crazy. No, but she's not. That's the thing. She does it without yelling all day, so I am super impressed. She's gone all of us into this energizing meditation she gave us a presentation at the beginning of the summer to the entire family all the sisters chose a topic like meditation or some kind of help self-help or something like that you did Ayurveda I did Ayurveda and um yeah it was great we we've all really benefited from this so Brie wants to share this and she'll be doing most of the talking today Thanks, Vic. That was a great introduction. I am so excited to talk about this. This is what I told the family. I said, I am about to teach you your new superpower (laughs) because this meditation has changed thousands of people's lives and it's already changed mine. How I got into this was because I was looking for a stress reliever. And um, during the pregnancy with Beck, I had two panic attacks, which hit me. Like, I had no idea what a panic attack was until I was like, what was that? (laughs) And I had headaches and um, I also have this weird, this is so weird, but I have stress-induced eczema on my scalp (laughs) and it's peaked it throughout my life in really stressful phases of my life. One was planning my wedding, but, um, and then it goes away and it comes back. And so we did a big house renovation while I was pregnant and Christopher did a lot of the work. So it was strenuous to say the least. And I, my body was reacting to the stress. And then I had back in January and I've had chronic headaches since then. And I had this kind of a scary moment postpartum about seven days after having him. And my midwife, you know, checked my blood pressure and everything. And then we kept on trying to figure out what was happening with my headaches. And she said, well, you, you can try drinking turmeric getting more sleep or meditating. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I'll drink more turmeric, but meditation (laughs) is not going to work. Right? Like we've all had those, we've probably all dappled in it. Right? I mean, what did you think when I was like, I'm going to teach you how to meditate Vic and you're going to love it. Yeah. All I really knew about meditation was, well, when we were in Thailand, when we were kids, we went into Buddhist temples and sat with the monks and meditated. Okay. And again, I was eight. And I remember the monk next to me saying, clear your mind, think about nothing. And I was like, oh. uh, <laughs> you know, I'm eight. I'm also a female. <laughs> like that didn't work for me. And so this I- idea, and well, we'll get into that, but it talks about that you can still have thoughts and it's normal to be thinking. Yes, totally. And this is not the monk's meditation. We are all high-functioning, busy, busy people. This is the meditation for high achievers. So one of my favorite podcasts, big plug-in for Find the Magic. 
look it up. It's so great. They referen- They talked about this book, and they, in other podcasts, were talking about the power of meditation. I was like, how do they know so much? And so then I, I started reading the book because I was like, okay, why would meditation help me? Why would my midwife tell me about that? I already love turmeric. You all know from the previous episode. <laughs> so I was like, okay, liquid turmeric. Here I go, and I would try and sleep as much as I could. But um, why would meditation help me? I was wondering, and. I'm too busy to meditate and meditate is meditating is just to relax. It's just kind of, it's like a bath to me. That's what I thought meditating was. I didn't know it worked. And so when I started listening to the book on audible, stress less, accomplish more by Emily Fletcher, the, there's a dedication at the beginning of, um, by Dr. Andrew Huberman and he's a neuroscientist and he he talks about you know before i start dedicating my time my energy money to anything i need to know a few things i have some criteria and this totally rung true to me he said first it has to have deep descriptive rigor so he needs to know what's involved predictive power he needs to know what to expect during and after third is actionable so he needs to know what to do when to do it how to do it which I didn't know about meditating. I didn't know really how to do it. And fourth is it, he needs to see that it moves the needle. And that's what I was, I was like, yes, I need to know that meditation will help me before I start trying to sneak away from my kids and meditate, you know? Yeah, I was just kind of like, oh, meditation doesn't work for me. Yeah. It's not. I can't clear my mind. Yeah. I can't sit there like a monk all day. The outline that I'm going to follow is, first I'm going to explain the neuroscience of the brain and what's happening in your brain from while and from meditating. And then I'm going to explain the Ziva technique and the three different parts of it. It's this trifecta that each, by combining these three parts, it really helps with a myriad of things. And I'm going, going to go through that list of how it's going to improve your life. And then I'm going to actually lead you through a meditation so you can get a taste of it. Emily Fletcher is awesome. She reads the book to you on Audible, and she's a Broadway act, ex-Broadway actress, so she's <laughs> just really, really fun to listen to. It was really super easy to read, and she goes through how stress makes you stupid. <laughs> and the na- title of the book is Stress Less, Accomplish More, and... The idea is that if you add meditation into your life, you're going to get more out of your day. So she says that stress makes you stupid. And then she goes through 10 paragraphs of all the things that meditation is going to help with because it's getting rid of stress. So it's like, whoa, how is meditation going to help so many things? Well, the question is, how does stress make so many problems in your life? And so getting rid of this stress is um, clearing your body really to up-level your entire life. I want to talk about the neuroscience behind meditation, and I found this so fascinating. So all of us know that the brain has a left and a right side. In between the left and the right side of the brain is the corpus callosum, and it's millions of, kind. Of, you can imagine it as bridges, and the more bridges you have between your left and right brain, the more you can access your entire brain. So, so many of us are taking the right brain, our right brain to the gym every day, because that's how, that's where your language is, your math is, your scheduling is. But then over there in your left brain is how you can think outside of the box. Um, Moments of brilliance, moments of creativity, moments of bliss. 
But the interesting thing is the left and the right brain are the same size. So don't you think we should be able to use both of them? Or we could be using both of them equally instead of a 90-10 kind of relationship? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and so the what meditation helps you do is access your left brain more, taking your left brain to the gym. Then there's the different parts of the brain, and we all learn learned this in biology in high school, right? The amygdala. <laughs> so... There was a study of a group of people who meditated for six weeks and they took a brain scan of them before and after. And the really interesting thing is the amygdala, which produces cortisol, the stress hormone, shrunk in the people who meditated for six weeks. And the brain stem, which is where your dopamine and serotonin, your happy hormones um, flow from, enlarged. So they actually saw shrinkage and an enlargement, shrinkage of the amygdala and an enlargement of the brainstem just from six weeks. So she's telling me these numbers and I'm like, okay, yeah, uh mm mm-hmm, and I'm just, it's so fun because that's where, that's the predictive power. For 10 chapters in the book, she goes over what she has seen this meditation help people with because stress is so damaging. This is what happens when when we feel cortisol, this is what happens because it's essentially going back to when we are running from a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> our, this is how it's all, it's still happening in our body even though we're not running from our saber-toothed tiger. We just have a deadline at work actually. So, but our body does this. Our blood coagulates because, so that we don't bleed to death if we get bit. Our blood also changes taste so we don't taste as good to the saber-toothed tiger because the cortisol it's essentially pickles our our blood huh. and our vision goes into tunnel vision right super focused on something talk about not minding the gap <laughs> because we need to get there we need to get there we can't be distracted by anything else and our digestive system shuts off because our body needs to focus on other things right now to survive so that's what's happening. That's what stress is doing. That's why stress causes so many problems. So that I'm going to say it in a positive way that what meditation helps with because it gets rid of stress. Meditation can help with sicknesses it, because sleep is resting your body. And when you're resting, your body is building its immune system. Insomnia, she, like I said, she got rid of insomnia because you actually drop into your sleep cycle faster and deeper infertility because it balances your hormones productivity because the left and the right brain are actually communicating better you can get into flow state you can be more decisive people have found that they have better sex life because of the mindfulness part that they're more intuitive and more connected with their body sensations and people have found to have more youthful health, skin, hair. Yeah, she said that she got rid of her gray hairs or that she stopped growing gray hairs or something. Yes, and that would make sense because if there's all that acid in your body, your body's not going to be very youthful looking. <laughs> and then the I'll be happy when syndrome, which I talked about, that's having gratitude right now and a general up-leveling of life, which is really what we're all going for, right? Living a more fulfilled, energetic, productive, happy life. 
because none of us are sitting around thinking, I have a lot of time. I wonder what I should fill it with. We're all busy. We don't have extra time laying around. So you really need to understand why you would spend your precious minutes sitting down doing quote unquote nothing. So the idea is to do meditation 15 to 20 minutes twice a day. Don't get freaked out. I'm going to explain why. By doing two 15-minute sections, you're going to get about two hours worth of sleep back, essentially, and it'll also help you sleep better. So if you can imagine you go from your awake state down into sleep and then deep sleep, and up and down we go through our sleep cycles, right? What meditation helps you do is get down into the deep sleep faster and stay down in the deep sleep longer. And that's actually what I've been experiencing. I'm awake, I'm awake a few times, but I've found that I fall back into sleep faster. And Vic has really experienced um, having more energy. So really, it's an, why we call it energizing meditation is because meditation is rest for your body, sleep, is rest for your brain and you need both to be an energized person and meditation helps you also sleep better so it's a win-win so that was another thing about meditation I was like I'm a pretty chill person I don't think I need meditation but the energizing I was like oh that would be awesome because I definitely have that midday slump Mm -hmm. and so now with this meditating twice a day when I get that midday slump I'm like oh I have to meditate instead of Oh, I really want to take a nap for an hour. And it, it really has made a difference. Yes. And yeah, Dana talked about midday slump. Dana talked about that this summer too because she would go, you know, when you think you're gonna have a nap with baby and then he wakes oh, up and you're yes. just like, Oh, curse the world. <laughs> yes. She would sneak in um her meditation instead of that nap that she so was craving when we've all been there, and she'd come downstairs like bubbly again like whoa what did you do up there and she's like I did my meditation and anytime meditation (laughs) and anytime she'd um get frustrated with the kids her kids she'd look at me and she'd be like I haven't meditated I haven't meditated yet (laughs) and it's and that's the stress part and that's where um I've I saw a big difference so I started doing this just before really COVID which was kind of convenient because I'd say Christopher I need to meditate in the morning so I'd actually be able to get these two 15 minute chunks I was cruising for about two weeks and I was feeling I was feeling good or whatever but Christopher and I had this huge argument I told you about this I also had a session with Paige coached me after and so she's heard about it too but I spent the day in my bed with Beck and uh, I said leave me alone you know like (laughs) lock myself in the room and it was a it was a really low point and There was, you know, postpartum hormones. Like, I was trying to be gentle with myself. Then, I feel on my inside of my lip a canker sore. I was putting oregano on it. I was reading, you know, how to get rid of canker sores. Because this canker sore was hurting. Massive, Massive. It started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I start Googling lip cancer because I have this <laughs> massive growth on my lip. It's, it's so, so gross sounding, but I was freaking out and I was like, and it wasn't going away. Dana's telling me, you know, what worked for her. And then I remember that mom always said that canker source was stress related. And Johnny says that too, right? 
Yeah, my husband gets canker sores with stress. With stress. I go on to the Ziva Meditation Facebook group and I search canker sores. And um, because I remember her saying about three weeks after you start meditating consistently, you might see this purging of stress come out in different ways. Mm. So I was like, oh my gosh, is this my purge? And was that argument my purge? And is my crying my purge? I search in canker sores and all these people's comments come up. Anyone else get canker sores? And someone's like, yeah, whole mouthful, like oh. crazy. A ton of people have also had canker sores after about the three-week mark of meditation. Brie, Brie, you're trying to get these people to do meditation. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> scaring them? <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, actually, back why up, am I telling <laughs> Reverse, reverse. Wait. Okay, I'm telling you this <laughs> because it's real is what I'm saying. Like, it, your stress will leave your body. And when stress leaves your body, then you can deal with everything else. You can, what she calls is mind the gap. So when you aren't dropping into your fight or flight, if your amygdala isn't like drenched in cortisol, then when you get triggered, we all have something that triggers us, or if you're tired, like all these things are turning us into these stress balls and we're mean and we're cranky and we're snappy and that's what stress is doing to us. So I was like, oh my gosh, stress is physically leaving my body and now I can react to something. I can react to the situation versus what's going on in my body. So that's what she says, minding the gap. So in London, they have... Oh, mind the gap. Mind the gap in I the subway, it. right? Mm. So step over what, what you're going to fall... You could fall into when you're getting off the tube. You could <laughs> fall into the gap or you can step over it. And that's what it is. So when we get triggered, like three kids are somewhat screaming or something, could either throw me into uh, yelling fest with my two-year-old or <laughs> I can I can mind the gap and deal with it with a clear head and see her as a two-year-old and see her as needing something and see myself as a mature 32-year-old who shouldn't be able shouldn't be dropping into that yelling because we don't actually act in accordance to what we know we act in accordance to our stress baseline i.e. our adaptation energy so if you can imagine a bucket, every time you meditate, you're filling that bucket with more adaptation energy. So it's the energy you have to adapt to, or it's your, it's your body's ability to handle and adapt to a demand according to how you want to show up in life versus getting triggered. And it's just like when you've had a good night's sleep, you're better able to handle your kids versus being too exhausted. Your adaptation energy is lowered when you don't sleep. It's increased when you meditate, which totally makes sense to me because we've all read a lot of self-help books and we've all tried different things. But when it comes down to the trigger, we're going to either drop into our baseline, get flooded with all that acidity, or we're going to be able to mind the gap and get over and get to the next point of thinking clearly, right? And open our vision from being monofocused to seeing the whole picture. So I'm going to say it again. We don't act in accordance to what we know. We act in accordance to our stress baseline. So the more we have the ability to handle a demand or a stress, 
according to how we want to, the better our life will be. And that's what I've been finding. So right now it does feel like I'm doing well, but it also feels like I'm treading water. And that's what Paige helped me understand is, okay, you're just building up resilience and you're building up those muscles to be able to essentially keep minding the gap. Why you do 15 minutes twice a day is because the first session is getting rid of the stress of essentially like the day, the most recent stress. And then the second session is getting rid of past stress. So we've all experienced the I'll be happy when syndrome. You know, when you place your happiness on something that will happen in the future and you need that to happen before you're happy right now. In the Ziva meditation, there's three M's. It starts with a mindfulness practice and then it moves to the mat, to the meditation and then the third is the manifesting. And in the manifesting, you do a gratitude practice really quick, but it's helping you access and flood your body with gratitude again the dopamine and serotonin and realize all the things that are wonderful in your life right now and last but not least emily talks about how all of these things the overall arching benefit of meditating is that you're up leveling your life you're not getting you're not being held back by sickness you feeling healthier, you're feeling more youthful, you're feeling more energized, you're feeling more productive, you're feeling sexier, you're sleeping better at night, and you're also creating better karma, better ripple effects of good energy in your life as you're going as you're flooding your body with the happy hormones. Paige and I were talking about this up-leveling life idea. Think about someone who exudes joy. Think about someone who, think about someone who you're just like, wow, they're a happy person. I have now decided to ask people, do you meditate? If I think of them as someone like that. And so far it is because they, they're accessing that bliss state. You could Google for yourself a list of people who credit meditation as a huge leveling factor to their life. Oprah says it's the most important thing she does. High performing athletes do it. High performing performers do it. Uh, obviously gurus, entrepreneurs, CEOs. It is exciting because it's really becoming more mainstream and because people are really finding out that it, it moves the needle. High five. So the Ziva technique is a trifecta of three M's. First is mindfulness. Second is meditation. Third is manifesting. So the mindfulness is, you. Go, she takes you through the five senses. You sit there and you think about what your body is feeling, then what you are hearing, what your eyes are seeing with your eyes closed, what you are smelling, and what you are tasting. So that really brings you into the physical humanness of sitting there. And then you go into the meditation, and in the meditation, you'll have a, man, a mantra, which I'm going to explain right now. A mantra literally means mind vehicle in Sanskrit, and it's to de-excite the nervous system. So meditation is rest for your body. Sleep is rest for your brain. Meditation is rest for your body. Sleep is rest for your brain. So in your meditation, you're completely relaxing your body and your mantra is helping you to do that, to de-excite the nervous system, 
to slow your metabolism so your body's actually resting. And then the manifesting is designing the future you love. Because we don't actually get what we want in life, we get what we believe we deserve. So manifesting is helping you believe in that future that you want to design. The frontal lobe of your brain actually lights up really bright when you're doing mindfulness. When you go into the meditation, your whole brain glows, but at a duller light. So the mindfulness practice is really, really powerful to manage your stress in the right now. So if there's something that really you get triggered by, deep breaths, and then mindfulness is really powerful. And then the meditating part is how to lower your past stress. So it's actually getting rid of 15 years, 20 years, 25 years of stress. And then the manifesting is to design the future you love, going into the future. So because with manifesting, we don't get what we want in life, we get what we believe we deserve. And if you are imagining and feeling and visualizing something that you want, your body, oh, you, you sent something to me, that your body actually starts changing genetically to match that situation because when I'm powerfully visualizing something and I know how it smells and I know how it feels and I can see the people around me, my body doesn't know that that's not real. Hmm. It's, it doesn't know that that's not real. Just like it, it thinks we're in the room with you right now and then I do that practice and it thinks I'm in the room with someone else. It doesn't know the difference. Yeah, it's like when you put on those VR glasses and play a video game yes. and you can jump jump off you know you're on flat ground actually but in your mind you have these goggles on and then you see a balcony or something and it's so hard to leap forward even though you know you're yeah. standing on an actual ground right your I, mind's powerful so powerful i've never experienced that but that's exactly that oh, same idea it's nuts yes maybe you have heard of dr joe dispensa but he talks about how our body physically changes to fit or evolve into that higher state of the person you are visualizing because your brain actually doesn't know the difference between what you're visualizing and reality. Our body physically changes to fit or evolve into what you visualize. We are so close to actually doing the meditation, but I need to first explain one more thing. It was the big, one of the biggest aha moments I had because just like Vic, said it's really difficult well it's actually impossible to clear your clear your mind and when people say that it's like well I could be in a totally silent room and not be able to clear my mind because the mind thinks involuntarily just like the heart beats involuntarily you can't tell your heart to stop pumping your blood and you can't tell your mind to not think right so that's the power of the mantra the mantra is a mind vehicle so when you think of something don't beat yourself up about it. Say thank you to that. Finish it and say, I can think about that later and come back to your mantra. Okay, now let's do the meditation together. Awesome. I'm excited. We decided to record this on a separate podcast, which we have posted along with this episode, just so that it's easy access and you can go back and access it anytime. Thanks for listening. High, High five, five till next time. time.
So I've been told it's debatable that this quote is by Einstein, but it's one of my favorite quotes and I have it above my sink in my kitchen and it says, everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics.